0: I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can listen a couple of times a week at iTunes. And if you can't get enough of me, and who could blame you, you can listen to my live radio broadcast at 6:70 a.m. KMZQ. I'm on weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. in Las Vegas, keeping those politicians honest and trying to keep the lights on the cockroaches. And I've been doing that for 20 years. Hard to believe, but it's true. Last week, I had a chance to speak with Robert Spencer from jihadwatch.org, author of 18 books, the most recent, The History of Jihad, From Muhammad to ISIS. Great author, very, very smart guy. And the reason I wanted to talk to him was about Jamal Khashoggi. I mean, a lot of people are making a big deal about this. A man walks into the Turkish embassy, which obviously was the Saudi embassy in Turkey, Is never seen again. There are all kinds of crazy stories coming out about this. Should we care? Is anybody surprised about Saudi Arabia? That's why I chatted with Robert Spencer. Robert Spencer, welcome back to The Heidi Harris Show. Always great to be here. Heidi, how are you? I'm doing great. How's your book doing? I know it's doing, last I checked, it was doing great.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been fantastically great. It's exceeded all expectations, and it is in the third printing now.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. Nobody deserves that more than you. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about uh, Jamal Khashoggi. And is anybody surprised that the Saudis are up to their eyeballs in this? And is there any—let me start with this. Is there any doubt that the Saudis are up to their eyeballs in this?
1: Well, they've admitted it, essentially. I tell you, I doubted it plenty before they admitted it. And there's still so many strange aspects of the story that I think that something else is going on here. Uh, quite other than what we've been told, because for one thing, the Turks have said that he recorded his own torture on his Apple Watch, which has turned out to be impossible technically. Uh, It's just not something that could have been done because he would not have been able to get onto the network from the Saudi embassy and send the audio tape to his iPhone. So, oh, uh, that's
0: interesting because I had heard otherwise. Obviously, all of us had heard otherwise. He gave—I guess he gave his phone to his girlfriend or somebody. He didn't bring that in, but so it's not possible for him to have recorded this on the Apple Watch.
1: Right. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Unless he, uh, uh, unless he were to take the time to type in the code, and you know how long those codes are—the passwords for various internet access in various places—right. Before he ends up getting abducted and tortured, which is. Uh, very unlikely because most people who have Apple Watches are not even aware that you have to do that like you do if you're going to get online in some place in a hotel or something.
0: Wow, I wasn't aware of any of that. So with, so we've heard these stories that Jamal Khashoggi was murdered and it was tor- horrible and they were you know, you could hear him screaming and other people talking and they were cutting his fingers off and he was still alive. So do you not believe any of that? Or if you do, where would that information have come from?
1: Well, I believe he was murdered, and I believe that uh, the Saudis are involved, but there are also plenty of people who want to make the Saudis look bad. Now, I'm not saying that the Saudis look good or that they should in this case. of course. But we're getting our information here from the Turkish government, which is a rival with the Saudis for the leadership of the Sunni Muslim world. And so I don't believe them any more than I believe the Saudis. I think that the Saudis, when they admitted it, they're telling the truth because they have every reason to deny it and to say that they had no involvement. So there must be sufficient evidence to connect them to it. And their claim that it was an accident and all that, well, that's obviously ridiculous. People don't get accidentally killed in the middle of interrogation unless you're already roughing them up and torturing them for that matter. So it seems to me to be clear that the Saudis were involved, that they did it. That they uh, This is another indication that Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince, is not a reformer, as he's been touted. He has been clearing up opposition, clearing away opposition within the kingdom, and now he's moving against foes of the uh, Saudi government outside the kingdom. Um, but there are no good guys in this story, and it's impossible to know all the details because it's impossible to know who to believe.
0: I did think it was a little misdirection that Turkey suddenly coughed up the pastor who'd been held in Turkey as a little, you know, maybe an attempt to get everybody distracted in this mess?
1: Yeah, because Erdogan had been posturing and strutting around and saying, you're never going to get the pastor, and we're not going to release the pastor until you give us Fethullah Gülen, the uh, Turkish... Islamic leader who is living in Pennsylvania. He's a big foe of Erdogan. Now, suddenly, Erdogan changes his tune and releases the guy. And suddenly, the Saudis kill somebody in the Turkish consulate in Istanbul. you got to wonder, is Turkey trying to manipulate this to blunt criticism from the United States and to try to salvage the, the alliance when it sees that Trump is not somebody to be trifled with, that Turkey could be expelled from NATO and should be, and that uh, there could be quite a bit of foreign aid on the line. Uh, suddenly they're playing nice, and uh, it just all makes me wonder. Because of course Erdogan is no uh, uh, friend of the United States; he never has been. He's wanting to made it made it very clear he wants to restore the Turkish Caliphate that was abolished in 1924, and he has set Turkey on a very very sharp anti-American course. So. Suddenly he's doing these things, it seems to me he's uh, trying to curry favor uh, at the expense of the Saudis who played into his hands by doing this at their consulate.
0: So they felt as if doing it at the consulate was the best place to do it? What would be the reason for this?
1: Well, they probably thought they could get away with it, mm-hmm. that they could say, we don't know, we don't know where he is, and uh, that, uh, figure that they would be able to sell the story that he had just disappeared of his own accord. Uh, the impunity of it is remarkable, but it was probably they did it because it was their best chance. If they wanted to get him, they weren't going to be able to get him in the United States as easily as they could. in a the right there in a the Saudi consulate, he just walked in and essentially gave them gave himself up to them. Uh, and so they saw their chance and they took it. But uh, the <laughs> the idea that uh, this was something that the uh, Saudis had. Uh, not wanted to do or that they had accidentally done, it's, it's obviously ridiculous. He just gave them the opportunity, and they took it.
0: Yeah, that's laughable. Of course, we know they intend it. We're speaking with Robert Spencer from JihadWatch.org. His new books, The History of Jihad from Muhammad to ISIS. So what do, we, what do we do from here? Because we've got a lot of trade, obviously, with Saudi Arabia. We know they're evil. But what does Trump do? He's kind of in a tough situation. Pompeo is saying that Trump should give it some more time to do some more investigation. And to your point, we, there's a lot we still don't know. There's a lot we've heard that may not be true. What do you think the next move should be for Trump and Pompeo?
1: Trump, I think, is doing this very well, handling this very well. Uh, He said the most on-point thing that I've heard through this whole controversy yesterday that, remember, this man is not an American citizen, and so it's not really our responsibility to do anything in regard to Saudi Arabia except to note that it's a repressive regime that kills people, which we should have already known in the first place.
0: Of course. And
1: so if we have a little bit more skepticism regarding the alliance with Saudi Arabia. That's all to the good. But in terms of uh, some sort of sanctions or something like that, well, there are plenty of repressive regimes in the world. And the president has been realistic about that, that we cannot go in to every one of them and make them play nice. And so if the Saudi regime is going to be this way, we can stop kidding ourselves about how they're reforming and uh, uh, stop publishing puff pieces about Mohammed bin Salman and women being allowed to drive and so on. But that's that. Uh, Otherwise, if if the Saudis are useful to the United States, then that's all to the good. And if they're not, they're not. But we shouldn't have any illusions.
0: Interesting point, though, that you made about him not being a citizen. On the one hand, yeah, should we really care that much? I mean, we care about human rights, obviously, but do we care that much because he's not a citizen? No, we we shouldn't necessarily. But by the same token, there are other countries who are looking at this, knowing that this has been done pretty publicly. I'm sure they've done this many times before. Now everybody's seen it. Now Trump's not doing anything about it. Do you think this will give other regimes the wrong signal?
1: Well, if they think that he's weak and that he's not going to do anything in regard to them uh, behaving with impunity toward the United States, I think that he'll be able to dispel that pretty quickly. (laughs) Excuse me. He's already shown in the year and a half he's been president that he takes a very strong stance, that he does not make empty threats. And so uh, the nations of the world, I think the rogue nations in particular, would be very ill-advised to think that he's weak if he doesn't act on this. It simply isn't something he has any uh, responsibility to act on. I think that it's noteworthy that it's uh, senators and politicians in general from the far left who are generally yelling at this point that he has to do something and break off relations with Saudi Arabia or punish the Saudis in some way. Uh, If we behaved in that way with every repressive regime in the world, then we would be at war with the entire world. Mm. And so he's, uh, he's being very measured and careful in this, as he should be.
0: Absolutely. Robert Spencer, always a privilege. JihadWatch.org is the website. He's the director. The new book, The History of Jihad, From Muhammad to ISIS, 18 books now. Is this uh, 19 or 18?
1: That's 18. <laughs> Lucky number.
0: It's amazing. I'm so glad for your success. And thank you for continuing to keep your eye on what's happening with Jihad in the world. Robert Spencer, thanks once again for being here.
1: Always a pleasure, Heidi. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That interview surprised me, I've got to be honest, because I thought we should be more outraged as Americans about a person who is so viciously killed like that, but Robert Spencer made the point that this man's not a citizen. If we're going to get hysterical about everybody who's ever terrorized by a crazy regime, there's a long list, and so we should very much care, but ultimately are they trying to just goad Donald Trump? We'll see what happens with that. But I think he's smarter than that, and I also think that Mike Pompeo... Our Secretary of State is a lot smarter than that. Join me for my weekday live show on 670 AM KMZQ, weekdays 8 to 10 AM. If you can't get enough of me, who could blame you? Also, check out HeidiHarris.com. You can follow me on social media. My other Twitter account got shut down by Twitter, (laughs) my one that had a lot of followers. So I've got another one, doesn't have a lot of followers yet. Who cares, right? Uh, You can follow me there. And, of course, Facebook, Heidi Harris Show, where I do a Facebook Live every day while I'm on the air on my regular radio show. So a lot of opportunities to get your uh, Heidiology in, as they say. I'm Heidi Harris. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs)